Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Recent findings reveal that the experiences of women in the workplace are pretty bad. The report reveals that nearly 9 out of 10 women, 87.3%, feel their success has been undermined by others in the workplace. And victims of this phenomenon also indicated that their discriminators came from many areas of the workplace. Respondents listed males in the C-suite, including CEOs. Female peers, by the way, are in the list as well, by the way, so it's not just all men having a go with them. Colleagues and managers as the leading offenders uh, in cutting down their success. Nearly half of those surveyed, 43.9%, had even felt cut down by their friends. Further uh, perpetuated the problem, more than four in ten respondents witnessed a co-worker being cut down and didn't step in to do something about it. And approximately one in ten admitted participating. Now, while there are numbers of ways in which women have felt undermined in the workplace, the most common responses included uh, downplayed or dismissed achievements, being excluded and silenced, and others taking credit for their achievements. Sound familiar to you? In other words, being undermined as a woman. She's a woman. She would get a bloke to do it. He'd probably do a better job. That you know, or, you, you, yeah, you might be the manager, but I'll tell you what, Mick is going to look after you because you're a woman, obviously. Uh, Mick, Mick is going to take over on that, all right? Mick will oversee that whole situation there. You're a woman. <laughs> they don't actually say you're a woman, but that's the indication, isn't it? Why, why you can't take me seriously because I'm a woman? Is that what it is? And look, it happens unconsciously sometimes, and it shouldn't happen. But it does happen there would be certainly less men in this country would feel undermined than women. So, I want to know, have you had experiences of being undermined in the workplace? I mean, as a woman, have you ever had an experience of being undermined in the workplace? Or maybe you're one of these women who believes that's all nonsense, that's poppycock, that doesn't happen. I mean, do you believe you've been undermined? I mean, do you believe in the workplace... I'm not talking about pay, by the way, because I don't want to get into the gender pay gap. But anyway, it's been illegal for years for women to be paid differently from men for the same job. Although I think there's funny ways around it, legal ways around it. But anyway, I want to know how you're treated in the workplace. As a woman, are you being treated the same as men? Do you believe you are? If you are, I'd like to hear from you. If you're thinking to yourself, no, I don't know what all the hullabaloo's are about. I get treated the same in my workplace. I'm one of the lads. There you go. There's a bit of misogyny for you. So, are you being treated the same as men in the workplace? Or do you feel that as a woman, you get less promotion? You're undermined. If you get pregnant, you're an inconvenience. Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Text or WhatsApp now. Are you being treated the same as a woman? A lot of people, by the way, texting and talking about being bullied in work as well. I mean, have you ever had that situation? Particularly, obviously, because we are focusing very much on women as well uh, today in relation to this story. Um, But have you ever been bullied in work? Have you ever been sexually harassed in work? Have you ever felt undermined, particularly as a woman or even as a man? I don't want to discount men from this story, by the way, because it's important that everybody feels safe in whatever workplace they work in. Uh, Let me go to Noel. Noel, you're an Ireland's classic kids. How you doing, Noel? 
Hi, Noel. I'm very well, thank you. And yourself? Good. Now, Noel, I mean, I, I was shocked listening to Diane. I don't know whether you heard her story just before you come on there. And, I did. And, and, and I've seen the documentaries in relation to it. And it was a shocking situation for any for anybody, by the way, to find themselves in that you don't feel safe in your workplace, particularly when you report something and nothing has been done about it. But you were in a similar situation yourself. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, that, that poor girl, that whole story was horrific. And uh, I sympathise most sincerely with her and with everyone that goes through bullying and uh, especially especially women you know it's it's harder sometimes mm. um but it's and it, but it's endemic in Irish society for some reason and and there's no need for it I mean I did, is, is it I, sorry for interrupting but is it Irish but, society or is that is there is an element of human nature to it that some people feel superior to others and feel they can treat others differently I think it's a bit, I think it's a bit of both, yeah. but I think I think from from my own experience in I mean nearly every job I went into there was an element of bullying. Nearly every job I've ever been in, mm-hmm. but you learn you know sometimes it's against you, sometimes it's not, sometimes against someone else, and then other times then you you get to a stage in your life you get older and you learn to to deal with it. And uh, with my experience, I mean I was in a job a number of years back and. Um, or 11 years, and three of the years in that job, I had horrific bullying in the section, section I was in, uh, to the result that I, I went to the cemetery close to where I worked. I bought my own grave. The following week, I bought the, my headstone foundation. I was getting everything in order set oh up my. so that my wife didn't have to worry about paying anything, you know, once, once I ended You were planning it. your own funeral. It was that yeah. bad. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It was just non-stop. And this particular company, no, no matter where you went in the company, you got help from nobody. Because everybody, every manager in this particular company started off as boys in a certain section of the company. So they grew up together. They, they, they went so on. It was like a boys and, um, club, was it? A boys club. So they, you know, so they, they knew everything. They'd never go against anyone else. And even they had a HR department and they had a, they had a section which looked after uh, with counsellors in it. And the attitude that I got when I went down to the counsellor, and this was from the counsellor, said to me, um, oh, well, you're a Christian, you should be able to forgive these people. Yeah. Stop. You know, and uh, so that, that was... That was and to, to, no, no, to, give me, to give people an idea of, you know, and I, I, Diane described it perfectly about bullying. It's not a single incident, because a single incident, if you told somebody about it, it, most of the single incidents, they'd kind of brush it off and go, ah, it's not a big deal, really. But it's the constant erosion of your self-confidence by doing certain things and undermining you all the time or, you know, pushing you all the time. I mean, d- d- just give people an example of, you know, the average day when or average bad day, I suppose, uh, to be truthful. What was what was the average bad day like? Um, you go in in the morning, you're on your tippy toes because you wouldn't know what was going to happen. Um, your manager over you would be whispering to other member of staff under you. I was a supervisor in my, se- my section and the manager over me and the guy below me were both um, involved in it. And the manager above him again knew what was going on but did nothing about it. So they, they do things like, I mean, although I was a supervisor, there was another gentleman who I worked with, a very nice guy. He was made a supervisor, but I wasn't informed that he was made a supervisor. So um, I wasn't getting information. Information wasn't being given to me. Or uh, pictures would be put up on the wall and with my name on it type of thing. Uh, different things like that. And what, um, what but, would, like, derogatory names on them and stuff? For uh, Yeah, yeah, sort of. Yeah. Sort of uh, Ugly pictures type of thing, yeah, yeah. you know, your, your name will be put up on it and that. And the attitude, then when you, you complain about it, it says, ah, oh, it's just banter. Yeah, we're just having the crack, thing. like. Yeah. Can, can yeah, you not that, just go that, along with it? Yeah. That type of thing, absolutely. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it was over a long period of time, it was over a three-year period, so you're constantly dealing with, with uh, being undermined, not being given information, not being told anything, whispering behind your back. 
Uh, and when, when you went to a manager then, what would happen? Do you feel like your, your stories are just being dismissed or your, your allegations oh. were just being dismissed? Absolutely, yeah. Nothing. Yeah. I brought it to the highest, the highest position to... Um, I, I instigated... Um, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, well, like an official complaint or whatever. A complaint, or, yeah. yeah a, 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 a complaint at the highest level. Yeah. And um, the attitude of the people that were involved in the complaints department was... Um, you know, the two these two these people shouldn't be working together, and one of them needs to be moved. So I talked grand. I'm the supervisor. This other chap is not the supervisor, but they did nothing in the section we worked in. They did nothing. So eventually, I um, an opportunity for redundancy came up, so I took it. Mm-hmm. And I needn't tell you. One of the girls said to me when I come back after signing the form, she says you're at the signing, didn't you? I says yeah. How did you know? She says because you at the ten years have been taken off your life. You're you're looking younger, you know, because the pressure was off. Um, but, it, but, was off. but it must have been awful for you. No, were you married at that time? You were, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was yeah, married okay. with two children. Yeah, oh, so two when, children. when you come home at night, and I know there's an element, because I've been in this situation myself, and I know there's an element of you don't want to worry everybody else with your problems. Yeah. And you don't want to make the home just as depressing as work. Mm-hmm. So you're you're trying to put on the brave face. You're trying to keep it in the back of your mind. Yes, you will discuss it, obviously, with your partner and what have you, you know, at certain times. But, m- but because it's there all the time, you don't want it to be all the time in your home and thinking about it all the time. So what was that like going home at night? It was it was horrible because you couldn't, you know, my, my children lost a father for three years. My wife lost a husband for three years. I hadn't drank in, in 10 years. I hadn't smoked in 13 years. And I was buying drink and hiding it behind the couch. So, the children so you weren't a nice person, essentially? I, no, I was a nice person. I was just depressed. Just right. very, very depressed. Yeah. And, okay. uh, but I used to, there was nights I would lie awake. And I mean, I've, as a soul, actually, I've, I've actually forgiven these people now. I don't hold any against them. I wish them all the best in their life. I have no problems with them. Um, but I, I played you. Better, you're a better man than I am. Well, I, 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 <laughs> don't, know, I don't know I could, if I could be quite as forgiving of people who destroy your life. It wasn't easy, and it took a long time. I mean, time. they nearly put you in a grave, no? Yeah, yeah. I no, don't know how, I, I mean, uh, maybe that's just me, uh, but I, well, I, it, I couldn't be as forgiving about people who would nearly put me into the grave. It, it got to the stage where um, I, was taught, I, was in, I was out one night with my wife, and I said, I said I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be a nice person anymore, I'm not going to do nice things for anyone, I'm going to treat everyone bad, and I'm not going to do... And she says, you, I can't live with you in the house and, and the children seeing you like that. And yeah. Being the type of man that you're complete, that's complete opposite to what you don't are. Don't turn into you what you're giving like out that. about. Yeah, don't turn into and what you're giving out yeah. about. Yeah. And it was, and it was the next, well, I didn't mean treat people bad, but I mean, I wasn't going to be, I wasn't going to be as, as nice or as loving or as kind I was to other people anymore. But the next day I thought about what she said very strongly and I said, I can't do this. I said, I, I need to, and this is where my, my, my sort of faith came into it because as I said to, before, you almost said to me, you're a Christian, you should be able to forgive these people. So and this is going to sound strange to people, but this actually happened. I had uh, I got a job after I left that place and driving a truck, and I was out near Santry, and I was just saying I was just speaking out loud in the truck, and I said, "My wife is right. I can't live like that. I can't be the type of man that I, that I'm not. I've never been." And I said, I just said to God, "I said, God, what am I going to do here? What do?" You? And I heard God say to me, and this is this is where people are going to say, but I heard His voice saying, "Paul, do you want to see these people go to hell for what they did to you for the last three years?" And I said, "No, Lord." And he, and he said, then you have to forgive them. And I said, help me to forgive them. And, and after, you, he said, you, after he said that, I just, I said yeah. to the Lord, I said, Lord, I forgive them. I don't wish anything against them. Bless them, bless their families. And, uh, and I felt a peace just... I was going to say, did that body. make you feel at peace then? Because Oh, absolutely. I felt it. It was tangible. The peace just went... And look, it doesn't through. matter what people's beliefs are, whether they believe in God, they don't believe in God. If that made you feel better, that's, that's, 
it was the right thing to do and it was the right way to feel, I suppose. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. And that, that, that helped big time and it changed, it changed me then and uh, my, my family and that. They got the mm. father back and my wife got her husband back. And um, yeah. And how are you now now? I'm grand. Absolutely grand. Not a bother on me. Yeah. So you're ha- let, are you happy in work let, now? I, I'm happy in the job I'm in, yeah. I don't let people bully me anymore. You know, I stand up for myself where I wasn't. It's, it's hard not to let people bully you because I'll tell you what it is. I, I've often, look, I've been in this situation many times and I was only talking to my partner about it some time ago there and we were saying, like, I was bullied in school really, really badly and in workplaces mm. and and by individuals I know. And I've often thought about when I was when I was young, I was very quiet. I would have been a very sensitive child, right? And I was saying to my partner, is it me sometimes? Are, and she said, would you stop that? And I said, no, no, honestly. I, I said, you know, not everybody gets bullied in their life. Yeah. Yeah. And I often wonder, is it because you're a nice person or you're a soft person that then people take advantage of that situation and they go, oh, he's going to do nothing about it. So we'll just, you know, we give him a hard time. Yeah. I mean, do you reckon, uh, that almost sounds like victim blaming, by the way, and, and people will say that to me, that sounds like victim blaming. But do you think that some people are more predisposed to it? I, I absolutely 100% agree with you. Mm-hmm. 100%. Because I've experienced, as I said, I've been in a lot of jobs. I've experienced bullying here and there in different jobs and in school sometimes. And that's not, not as bad. And not, I don't think probably at any way as bad as you had it when you were in school. Mm-hmm. When I was in school. But, um, but I do agree with you, yeah. I think it's somebody, these people are, they look for, the, they look for a victim. You know, they're either being bullied at home or else something has happened to them to make them the person that they are. And they look for a victim uh, to lord it over. Yeah, they're like and that all that, the time. They have a superiority that, complex and they're like that, that all yeah, the time. Exactly. They're just looking for the person to use it on. Exactly, yeah. And sadly, you and I were the ones that they chose to, <laughs> to victimize. And, because uh, of our personalities. Yeah, absolutely. It must be, yeah, absolutely. And when you are a nice person, Noel, and I, I've, I've been listening to you for years and you are a very nice person. Ah, thanks very much, and, Noel. And you are genuine. Genuine and um, Ashley is like sending me here. He doesn't person. know you. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't actually mean that. <laughs> but when you're a nice person, people people take that as a as a weakness instead of a strength. Yeah, and I think so. And you know, what, you know, do you know what my, my biggest and I've always said this. My biggest fault, uh, and my partner says it to me all the time too. I'm too forgiving. That I give yeah. people. Say, I have been messed over by so many people in my life. So many people in my life. It's countless and. And I go back for more. And the, and I've talked to her about this. We've talked about it. And she said, you know, it's an endearing quality in a person, someone's personality, but it's also a dangerous quality because you'll have somebody that you're in business with will do you out of a lot of money, for example. I'm not going to go into the details of it. And then two years later, I'll talk to them and forgive them and get them out of trouble when they're, when they're going through a rough time in their life. Yeah. That same person who just conned you. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? I, I do indeed. And I've been like that throughout my life. I've always let people in for a second chance. Yeah. And maybe, I don't know, maybe it's the right thing to do. Maybe it's the wrong thing to do. Maybe that's just the type of person I am. And the type of person you are, Noel, or the type of person that people generally who may get taken advantage of. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And and it is, it is, I'd rather be that type of person, Noel, that you you just said that you are, and that's the way I am too. I'd rather be that type of person so than that person. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, I, I unfortunately, it does come with its problems being that type of person. But but you are right; I'd rather be that type Absolutely. of person. Absolutely. Oh no, I do. I do believe in karma. But I mean, in the situation, do you believe in karma? By the way, do you? Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I believe in it. In, in, I believe it. You know, it comes around, goes around. Like you know, um, you know, what you sow, you reap. Yeah, I do. I do believe in that. Eventually, it comes back on them. And you know, while I don't wish any of my enemies, anyone that's ever bullied me or done bad things to me, I don't wish any bad on them. It will come back on them anyway. 
you know, I don't wish it on them. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, um, you know, wish bad on them. Mm-hmm. But, it, but it does come back on them one way, shape or form. It does come back on them. Yeah. Yeah, and, it does. Um, yeah, it yeah, does. Definitely. Listen, Noel, it's been lovely talking to you. And I'm so glad Pleasure you're a much happier person you now. now. And you sound like a lovely guy too, by the way. Uh, we'll go for a drink sometime. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll hold you to that. <laughs> All right, <laughs> no, Noel, listen, so. thanks very much <laughs> indeed. Appreciate you coming on the air and sharing your story. Okay. By the way, uh, Ruth and Ashley have been talking to me there in my year as well, telling me that the amount of people that are texting and talking about, both men and women, by the way, talking about bullying in the workplace. And it is quite common. It's more common than you can possibly imagine. And the reason we're talking about it is because there's a research out in relation to you know women being undermined in the workplace. And can I point out, by the way, that the women said that they were undermined in the workplace. They weren't just undermined by men. Yeah, and they're, you know, these respondents listed things like female peers, colleagues, managers, etc., cutting, cutting down their success. You know, uh, so have you ever been undermined in the workplace? Have you ever felt undermined? Have you ever felt bullied? Let me know. The number is 87 Maria, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Maria? Yeah, hi, Niall. Uh, now, you? You, like Noel, you were bullied in the workplace as well. Yes, and, indeed. And how long did it go on for? It went on roughly for about, it was, I was about 21, 22. And... I'm 50 next year now, so it went on for about two years until okay. I left. Okay. I mean, I left, and that was that was the only reason I left okay. the job in the end. Yeah. So it was kind of constructive dismissal, so to speak, in the end, really, yeah, realistically. Yeah, yeah. And when you, I mean, what did the, how did the bullying manifest itself, or how did it start first? I mean, how did it start? I would have worked in. I worked in a service with with people learn disabilities, and um, I would have been brought in for appraisals. And like in just in behind closed door, I mean, I was told, you know, I couldn't do my work or I wouldn't go any further. Or I was useless. I was this, that and the other, you know, and I was only young. Do you know what I mean? So like I wouldn't answer back or I wouldn't like, you know, um, anything. Um, I was then the manager over that then would have been a nun. And like she'd also as well, I would kind of get it from her too. I can remember one day she brought me into the office about something, whatever, at the weekend. And um, we'd had a client who was nonverbal and deaf. And she said, well, this particular client said it was you that was on duty yesterday. And I said, oh, right. And how did she explain it to you? And she said, oh, she just held her hands out either side. So I assumed she meant, you know, somebody fat. Oh, no. Of course that had to have been you. Oh gosh! You know, so and if we that's have one way of damaging your self confidence, yeah. oh, well, isn't it? Yeah. Look, I mean, I didn't need anyone to tell me what size I was. You know? And when you were brought in for appraisals, were you brought in on your own? Was it a oh, one, on my own? One to on one with own. somebody else. Okay. Oh yeah. I, and you one. know what? I I think those days are over. I think we need to, there needs to be there needs to be legislation established that when people are being appraised or people are being brought in for meetings in offices or whatever with the boss, it should never be one to one. Never. And it ever. would never happen now. No, no, no. I mean, yeah. I'm. I've, well, it I've still happens. No, it does still oh, happen. Does still oh, absolutely. Happen? People oh, are right. brought in for one to one meetings. There should always be somebody else there. Because in case there's any misunderstanding or in case and genuinely misunderstanding or in case you know there's something said that shouldn't have been said and I, I believe in this age yeah, yeah everybody has the right to protection everybody has the right for somebody to sit there as a representative because across the thing you know me to they're in a higher position so they can easily say leaving well she said this and who's to say I didn't say it mm-hmm. I have nobody there to protect me so I would never I mean no, I've learned I'm too old I'm too long at it now I'd never go into a room for any type of call-in, meeting, anything, unless I had somebody. It doesn't have to be your union rep. Yeah. Anyone. Well, you're, just you're a recorder, one or the other. Anything, <laughs> anything. Well, yeah. well the recorder. Yeah. I've heard of people doing that. that. There you go from there. 
But mm-hmm. but in saying that, and this went on for two years on a regular basis. It was just constantly yeah. as we was talked to Noel, and before that, we we're talking to Diane, who was in the military, obviously, and 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 been on te- television talking about it with women of honor. This is constant erosion of your self confidence, and con- just constantly. And you see, it didn't happen to other people because it wasn't happening, and I knew it wasn't happening to anyone else in the job. And why do you think they were doing it to you? I, and, and by the way, I'm not having a go at you. I'm just saying, yeah, no, no, why? No, why you? Know. Do you think that you were more accommodating, maybe to, to it, or maybe that you let them away with it a bit more? Maybe I don't know. I mean, I suppose. Well, I wouldn't stand up to them. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And I suppose they did it because they could. There was other staff I worked with that they wouldn't have got away with it. Not a hope in hell they would have got away with it. They knocked their block off. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, but they could do it with me. Yeah. But they did. And that's that's it's, exactly what Noel was saying too, that oh, yeah. he seems like a really soft, nice guy. And so yeah. he, he and, and look, it's happened to me. And I'm going to be the first to admit, I let it happen. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you and know I what I mean? But, but I have to say now, you know, I am the age I am. Yeah. I'm nearly 50. Ah, you're only, a, yeah, you're only a young one. <laughs> there mm-hmm. wouldn't be a hope in hell. Do you know what I mean? That you would yeah. let it happen again. Oh, absolutely not. And I mean, I, I You're older be, and wiser. Oh, I'm older and wiser. Do you know what I mean? I don't care what you think. If you don't like me, you don't like me. Keep going. But it would never happen now. Well, I would like to think it would never happen now. And I have been in situations in different jobs where I have been faced in front of management and I have just gone back in and put it straight to them and thought, no way. Yeah, it does speak no, to me I, like that. I, no, yeah. I won't let it happen because it did happen. Yeah, see, you we're, know? we're all human beings. We all have a right not to be spoken to a certain way. But for some reason, when somebody gets promoted to be the manager or the boss or whatever it is, I mean, absolutely, they have a right to correct you. They have a right to... They don't have a right to chastise you. Be, yeah, be constructive. Course, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 And if yeah, you've yeah, done yeah. something wrong, they do have a right yeah. to discipline, yeah. i.e. verbal yeah. warnings, or there's a procedure to that as well. But they don't have a right to speak to you like you're a dog. You know what I mean? Well, I was in another position, in another job I was in, where um, I had to take sick leave. And I went, I think I was out for, however amount of weeks anyway, I was out. When I was called back in, you know, they have to bring you back in if you've been out for an end of time and go through it and blah, blah, blah. And I had two managers in front of me. Now, I did have a union rep with me at this stage. And it was put to me that I had got the leave under false pretenses. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I said that, you know, I really did need the time off. They said I got the leave. They said the staff have said, here, you're going out. You're getting your hair done. You're getting this. You're doing that. You do, And just running me down the whole Oh, time. my. I walked out of the office. I just got really upset. The union rep girl was at me. She said, you have to go back in. You'll have to go back in. Oh, yeah. What she had said was then the famous line was, and everybody's talking about you in here. Everybody, everybody's talking about Everybody's talking about That's one way to really undermine your self-confidence. Maria, I'm running right out of time and I really am sorry because I'd love to hear more of the story. It's a shocking, shocking story. Uh, The number is 087-188-0008. Thank you for sharing it with me. Uh, We'll take some more of your calls maybe after the break in relation to that too because there's so many people, by the way, texting us and so many, by the way, women as well, by the way, texting us today, obviously, that heard Diane at the start of the show and maybe it's made them brave enough because the the one thing that Diane talked about, the women of honour, when in the military was... It was people not coming out and speaking out, speaking amongst themselves, but not speaking out and not doing anything about it. Because if they felt if they did, nobody would listen. Well, now's your opportunity. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.